The Great Scott Show. This ain't golf. This ain't tennis. It ain't about me. It's about us. On Sports Radio ESPN 1420. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show, sponsored by Suit Up on ESPN 1420.com. As promised, joining me now, the head coach of the Rage Cajun softball team, Coach Jerry Glasgow. And, um, Coach, a lot a lot of games between, um, I guess, today and the last time we chatted. I want to say off the top of my head, it was, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games uh, just since last Tuesday. And uh, you got more right now on the docket this week. Are, are you getting any sleep, Coach? Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting enough sleep. That's that's uh, that's something I'm good at. So. Oh, well, last time we talked, I know you were, you were telling me about some things on the team that were were kind of keeping you up at night, and I, I yeah. know that uh, it was a win on um, on Thursday against McNeese, but uh, Thursday against McNeese, but as you said after the game, it, it didn't it didn't feel like a win at times, just based on how costly I think it was for you guys, just in terms of of the injuries. Yeah, it, it's, you know, that's just our game, I guess, if you stay in it long enough. And unfortunately, you know, we pretty well played through through the first three years I've been here. We've played through almost injury-free um, and seemed like we made up for all of it in one week. But in this season, I mean, it just really caught us this week. And that's, you know, that's when it gets right down the bottom line, it's still my responsibility to have our team ready to play and and ready to execute. And and there were times this week when we had the the games were right there at our grasp. If we could have just executed, and and that that's frustrating, but that's uh, just part of the game. But yeah, we had a lot of change. I mean, from last week at this time, we're talking about one team, and and now it's almost a totally another team, and. You know, when the injuries piled up this week, we had four players that, you know, weren't able to do the things we were envisioning and be able to do. And so then we're pulling kids off of red shirt that, you know, we had Cardi Heath stepped in and, you know, she missed, she missed the first month of practice in January with, um, illness. And, you know, she's not obviously not ready to play at peak performance and we can't expect her to play at peak performance, but, you know, she had to play and, and then, um, you know, we had some kids that had been out for, for disciplinary reasons and we brought them back and they hadn't been in practice for, you know, a week and a half, two weeks. And, but they had to play and, you know, again, they, they were unbelievable. They, they, they did a great job for us with what, with the amount of practice they had had. And, you know, just to step in and play against top 10 teams, it's tough. And, there's a reason in Oklahoma State her pitcher was a second team All American last year, and you know we we uh, we got some runs off of her, and we just couldn't get any more. Those are the kind of things that happen, and, and it's part of the game. It, it's frustrating, but uh, we we've got to just roll our arms up and go to work this week, and and realize that we're we're behind a little bit with the roster that we have uh, healthy and able to play. 
we've got to outwork everybody this week. And that's what my message to the kids was last night. You know, we're right there. We showed we could play with anybody. Um, and, you know, we just have to go to work. And, and we will. And the good news, there was bad news last week, and there was good news. You know, a week ago I would have told you, if you want to judge how good this team can be, you know, watch closely the development of Kendra Lamb and 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 what she brings to the ball club this spring, because that's going to be kind of parallel how high we can go at the end of the year. And and the two performances of Kendra Lamb against LSU and Oklahoma State were, I thought, absolutely magnificent. And, um, you know, I, I thought she could do that based on what I saw in preseason. Um but I, you know, you're always relieved when you see her do it in a game, um, sure. under the pressure and magnitude of those games. Yeah. And then with the, you know, with her also doing it, I thought stepping up, knowing all the chaos that had happened in the background in the last thirty to forty-five days, you know, and her to step out there and be as solid uh, as she was mentally on the mound, that also is a huge reflection on that young lady. Yeah, she she um you know folks didn't pay attention or just saw you know a final score and didn't watch. She really, I mean, she showed that she can compete against really elite teams and uh, mixed in. I think a few more pitches that maybe outsiders hadn't seen yet. Um, and and I I, I was going to ask you about Kendra, coach, because and I'm glad you brought it up. There were some things this week, and obviously maybe a critical error by someone here that cost you game or folks can can harp in on some of the things that didn't work out well, but I thought perhaps the best development of the weekend was, as you said, was Kendra Lamb and what she showed against really, really good competition. Yeah, I think Kendra Lamb, if you look at not just this year, but the next two, the following two seasons, if you're looking at Louisiana softball, she's probably over this year and the next two years, you know, the most critical piece, uh, uh, of the roster, and so to me, it's extremely important that we we do a good job with Kendra Lamb and and uh, and keep developing. You know, Casey Dixon was also outstanding uh, pitching for us, and and when we got really good innings out of Vanessa Foreman as well. So and Carly Heath come in and give us two real good innings uh, pitching. So I feel like you know we're, the way I envisioned our ball club a, a month ago was as a team that could hit with a lot of power at times. And then we had speed that we could use speed when we needed to, anytime we need to. And now I think with the loss of Taylor Roman and, and um, Rain O'Neal, both huge, huge power hitters for us, um, I think we're going to have to go more more towards that speed part unless – Unless a couple of players step up, I mean, we just got to look at it and let it play out. If if I can get Carly Heath comfortable and confident, she could hit a lot of home runs for us. So she does it in practice, and and I just got to see. You know, this week I think um, several of our players that got rushed into the lineup: Kendall Talley, um, you know, Julie Julie is Julie Rawls is just getting back to full speed. I think it's going to take those kids a few days to catch back up. And then if 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 we can get them caught up and playing at full confidence, we may look even different than what I think right now. But uh, And then the key is how quickly can I get back Mayu and Keen off injury 
because those two, I think, will be back at at some point in the next few uh, days or weeks. I, I just don't know. I, I don't. It's uh, it's day to day on those kids. ESPN fourteen twenty and dot com. Coach Glasgow giving us some updates on uh, the health of the roster. Um, you mentioned some players coming back uh, this past weekend. Um, Boswell, you know, big two run homer. I thought Tally brought some energy and then. If you could speak, Coach, just on perhaps others that, that saw more action than they expected, because like you said, there were some kids that you thought you were going to redshirt, now they're playing, and I imagine you have some other decisions that you're going to have to make in regards to redshirts. Could you give us a rundown of what the latest is in regards to that? Well, I'm trying to I'm trying to not pull, you know, I'm trying not to pull kids off redshirt. Even yesterday in the game, we... I can't remember the situation we had to run. Oh, at the end, we had to run a pitcher, you know, and I'm thinking, should I, should I put Piscos in right here? And, and, you know, we're going to need her. There's going to be times this season when we need these kids. Now I know that. But then on the other hand, if I put them in and King comes back and Mayu comes back and, you know, then, then all of a sudden we don't get them enough. You know, we don't get a, the amount of play time I, I envision. It's really tricky. So it's just, it's really right now, I'm going to be honest, it's like a, a really tough time to coach, but that's what, that's the funnest part. And that's, that's, uh, that's, I guess, what makes our, our job interesting. Um, it, let's talk about the team, the team this weekend. Yeah, Boss had a, you know, we had, we had a five to two lead and we just kind of kept, or five to, five to one lead, I guess. Okay, I'm trying to think how the game played out. There's a coach, I mean. Oklahoma <laughs> State. Yeah. And uh, I felt like we just kind of lay in there, you know, just sitting there, sitting there from the second inning on. And, and she come up and finally stuck that two runs, which gave us a seven-to-one lead, I believe. And that made it a lot more comfortable. You know, just that getting from five-to-one to seven-to-one. To and, and that was a big moment, even though, you know, some people say, well, you got a five-run, a four-run lead or whatever. There's not that much pressure. And it was still off of a, a good ball club. And and I don't know why he threw – the girl he threw at us was their number three pitcher. And I, um, that was a break. That was a break for our ball club when he decided to go with his number three. I imagine he – you know, he knew we were injured and beat up and thought he could get by with it, I, I would guess. Or else he just wanted to see what that particular pitcher did against our lineup. But that was a break. And we told the kids before the game, we got a break, let's take advantage. And we did. And really come out and scored four runs in the first inning, one run, and, and that got them a win against the top ten team. And and that win's going to pay off. I mean, that win's going to be there in their in their basket all year until the end. That's a big win for us. And we needed to come out of the weekend two and two, and you know we 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 uh, lost that heartbreaker to LSU three uh, two on an error. Um, and and when you looked at the replay, the runner was in fair territory. You know, it's, it, it was a it was a call we could have got, should have got that runner should have been out. Instead, it turns into an inside the park home run, and and we lose three two. Um, and that that you know that loss is not a bad loss at all when the selection committee at the end of the year looks at it. Three two at LSU on the road, it's not a bad loss. It's a pretty good it's a pretty good game to hang your hat on. Now, how much will they take into account the injuries? They probably won't because they're going to be sitting there looking at 50, 60, 70 teams, and they're just, they're just not going to have time to, 
to dig in. But as the year goes along, they, you know, they probably are making notes. And I think uh, you'd hope that at some point they do recognize, and, and at least it's in there a little bit. But we had a chance to win the game, and I think that's what's important is that if we can just work this lineup here over the next three weeks and, and improve and we can become consistently good enough to win some of those games. And, and I think we will, uh, if we don't, I'll be disappointed. And then, you know, Oklahoma state yesterday, we, we got out two nothing lead, you know, this, this particular lineup, I knew this weekend we had to go to the short game. We, you know, that was the only way we was going to win. And, and Friday night, I mean, at LSU, we had first and second with no outs and all you do, you bunt them over to third. And, and if you bunt them over to third, a ground ball scores run, a fly ball scores run. They've got to pull their infield into play. We didn't get the bunt down. Uh, we popped it up and they got the four shot of the third. Well, then the infield back because you got runners at first and second. And we hit an absolute, uh, Rawls hit a shot at shortstop who was playing deep at the edge of the grass, knowing she had a four shot at third and second. And, and, and catches the ball and it turns into a double play. If, if we get the bunt down, we're second, third, <laughs> and the infield has to be in. Shortstop would have been in at the baseline. And that, and then that same hit turns into a two run double. So, you know, that's the kind of weekend it was and a week it was. And, but we were in that game and had every opportunity to win it. Those are good signs and things that I have to be positive about is that even with the roster and the chaos we had this week, the disappointment, because it, it, it was really hard on our players when they walk in that dugout and they see great leaders like Rain O'Neill and Taylor Roman sitting on that bench on crutches and a cast on our arm. You know, there's a, there's a, there's a, um, well, disappointment, a sadness. There's a lot of negative type emotions that affect your ball club and, and, and they're a big presence on our team because they're such great leaders and great people. So we gotta, we'll get through that. That'll kind of go away over time and, and disappear. And I think there's a lot of reason to believe we'll be fine. The the biggest challenge for us is we need to be fine quickly because we got McNeese Wednesday night, who's an outstanding ball club. Their record is deceptive because they played almost all top 25 teams. And you look, they got beat. I think yesterday one to nothing by Florida. So Florida to one run. Uh, you know, so we're gonna have to we're gonna have to have a big pitching performance there, and then we're gonna have to figure out a way to manufacture three or four runs with this lineup, and then we go to the next night. Baylor comes in, and you know they're a top twenty-five team, and and we're gonna have to we're gonna have to again have good pitching and performances and scratch out enough runs to win. And so that's that's kind of what what I saw this weekend. We we're not gonna score ten, twelve runs a game with this lineup. We're gonna have to put our best defensive players on the field, play good, solid defense behind really good pitching, and then use use the speed game to manufacture enough runs to win. And that'll be our strategy. And that's that's completely different than than what I envisioned this team being. But that's what that's what we can do in the short term to to be a, be successful. Shifting from more of a power ball to to small ball uh, out of necessity, but. You saw it work at times this past weekend, Coach. And, um, you know, for a team that was, like you said, I mean, a lot – I'm, I'm anxious to see when we chat next week uh, what things are going to look like because so much has unfolded here over the last week. You mentioned McNeese Wednesday, doubleheader against Baylor Thursday at Lampson Park. What is your uh, what is your plan in terms of who you want to put um, 
uh, as the starter pitching uh, in those three games? Yeah, we'll talk about that tomorrow. We'll, today we'll just let the girls rest. We'll come back tomorrow, practice, do a do a in between start workout, and see who's sore, who's you know, just see how they come back because it's a uh, this has been a hard you know a lot of games this week, and I know they were tired. The pitchers were tired. Kendra Lamb threw a lot of pitches yesterday. Uh, Summer thrown a lot of pitches over the weekend. So I think before we say who's starting which game. We look at how they come back, and it may be we even decide to go with a Casey Dixon or a Vanessa Foreman uh, in that Wednesday night game uh, just to get those kids a few more days of rest if they are sore tomorrow. I think just too early to say this morning who who will start when. Having 11 games scheduled over um, a nine-day period when you have, uh, unfortunately, the injuries that you guys have experienced here over the last week, is this as difficult a stretch in your career for a team from a physical standpoint, just trying to get through um, not just uh, all those games in a, in a compressed amount of time, but some really good competition in there as well? Yeah. I don't think physically it's that. I mean, it's always hard physically. Practice is just as hard as games, actually. I think I think if you have a good practice, it's maybe even harder physically than 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 a, a game is for the kids, but the mental the mental stress is I think a lot more uh, wearing on the athletes than the physical part. And I think that when you have you know that many games in that many days, you know they got kids going over three and over two today and one for three tomorrow, and they're worrying about that. They're worrying about their hitting. They're worrying about their defense. They're worrying about their teammates and their injuries. And they're worrying about tickets for the family. There's just a lot of spread. They're worrying about classes that they're having to miss when they're on the road or, or at home games even if they're early. Um, there's just a lot of things like that that the student-athlete really wears them down mentally. Uh, you know, they're going home after these games are over and studying, hopefully. Some of them are. <laughs> uh, uh, so things that, you know, we we don't think of right off the top really come into play. But, you know, I went to the – I was at the field yesterday morning. We had that 1 o'clock game, and I got there at 8 o'clock. And, you know, we got fifth-year senior um, out there hitting in the cages way before she was supposed to have been at the field, you know. And when you see signs like that, that's a, that's a, really, that's a really encouraging sign to a coach because it – it tells your kids in a good place. They want to. They're wanting to compete. Who, who was that out there early, Coach? Getting some some. Uh, uh, Justice Mills. She was out there. You know, she's just a worker. She's an extremely hard worker, and much like the Mayu kid, where you know she just she really takes her. She, she's got her. Her hitting is very much um, well. She wants. She has to feel well prepared, and and. Likes a lot of reps. Likes likes to get in there and, and take some hacks and 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 thinks a lot during her BP. You know, she's a she's a kid that really um, has to go through a process and a game day routine um, and very very cerebral about how she approaches her hitting. Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow with us. This is ESPN fourteen twenty KPEL Lafayette. I'm Scott Prather. It's a great Scott show sponsored by Suit Up. Um, Two more questions for you, Coach. We always appreciate you taking the time. Um, yesterday you, you moved um, 
Gutierrez to short and Alyssa Dalton to third. I know before the season you said they would maybe rotate, you know, depending on the game. Is that is that move is is that still the the plan is to kind of move them back and forth, or do you, you think you'll stick with that for a little while? You know, uh, that's been a tricky thing because you've got two kids that are good shortstops. But we were – my plan going into preseason in January was just rotate them every other game until we felt like we had one lineup was the better of the two. And about late January, the coaches, uh, coaching staff, we felt like, Dalton had established herself. She just had not made any errors all preseason. She's so good over that shortstop. And she's played really good. If you look, you know, this this spring, she has just had a phenomenal defensive spring at shortstop. And so we we moved Jade over to third and just left it, kind of left it and solidified our infield. And and I'm my thought yesterday was, you know, one of the, the one thing in this team right now that could give us a huge boost if we get Jade offensively hitting in games like she hits in practice. And, you know, the first game of the year, if you look back, I had Gatorres in the three-hole, and that was based on she had had a, a great January. I mean, she was just on fire with her bat against our pitchers. And and she's a, she's a proven college hitter. So she's, she's going to hit 300. It's it just, you know, she's just got off to a really rough start. And, and so I thought, you know, maybe we, at this point we just – we got to show her we, you know, we love you. We're here with you. We know you're good, you know, and we're in this thing together. And that's so. I I, I brought Dalton in the office, and I and I told Alyssa, I said, hey, you know, I don't want to do. You've not done. You've not made an error all year at shortstop. I'm not. I can't do it without your permission. But I'm thinking, you know, maybe if we put Jade at shortstop, we'll get her back going and get her back in an offense and feeling good. Uh, you know, maybe it's a position. I don't know she never played anywhere but shortstop the last couple of years. And, you know, maybe she just something about being at third, worrying about defense is affecting her offense. And, and she said, Hey, whatever it takes to win, I'm good. And that's how Dalton is. She's a very giving player. She's a very good leader. Um, and she said, just let's, let's try it. And so we made that move and, you know, Dalton was outstanding at third base. We knew she would be. She's a, she, she's really comfortable at either position, short or third. Well, I think Jade is more comfortable at short and not as comfortable at third. Um, but, you know, we're just hoping it would spark the offense. And, you know, it didn't, it didn't do what I wanted it to do. But, you know, I think we may just go back and forth every other game. When we were doing the every other game deal, they were both hitting and both playing well. So maybe I just start back to just flipping them back and forth. I don't think it really, I don't think it makes a tremendous difference on defense. I, they're both good. And, uh, Dalton is just, you know, uh, a solid player and a good leader for us. So we're, we're kind of re we're going to have to rethink every single thing to get this thing figured out and, and get back on our feet. And we're, you know, how quickly we can become a good ball club again, yeah, who knows? We just got to every option is going to have to be open. Coach, I know things are extremely busy right now. We mentioned all the games. We talked about the student athletes and I guess the uh, mental side of things and, and trying not to get mentally exhausted when you have so many games in a compressed amount of time on top of that, everything else going on in the life of a student athlete. Um, I know you're busy as well. I know at times maybe, you know, you're, you're thinking about this team and this job when you're trying to go to sleep at night. You've shared as much on these airwaves 
when it's when it's in the just heat of the season and there's all kind of stuff going on, if you just have a moment where you just need to decompress, is there something you or or you and Vicky like to do or maybe it'd be music or a show or something? Like what do you do to try to take your mind off of work if it's only just for say an hour in the midst of a of a eleven day stretch like you have right now? You know, this time of year pretty well all softball. I mean you just you just I live and breathe softball right now. I mean, I left the ball field yesterday. Uh, all the coaches left, and I stayed there about an hour and a half. And just, I like to be in my office by myself, make notes. I wrote down some things that I thought thoughts I didn't want to lose this week. And and I thought I'll go home and I'll run my beagles. I'll run my it's the last day of rabbit season. I run my dogs an hour and a half. The time I got home, I, I said now I need to look at the scores. I need to see what all the top twenty-five teams did. I need to look at. I wanted to see what my daughter's team did. I went through our, you know, at 2 o'clock in the morning this morning, I, at 2 o'clock I woke up and I come in, I looked at what Texas State's done this year, and I looked at what ULM has done this year, and I, I went through all all the schedules. South Alabama's 7-5, and five, and Texas State's 6 and uh, ULM's 5-4, and four, and I hadn't had time to prepare or to follow that, you know, as a week because I was so busy trying to get ready for LSU and in Oklahoma State, so you know, at two o'clock this morning to about three thirty, uh, I caught up with you know I did I had no idea that UT Arlington had only won one game all year, and uh, I went through each game they played and looked at that, and so kind of I could have a you know I need to know what's going on in our own conference, and that's just the life of a coach. Um, so right now. I don't guess I have an answer for you. Maybe mow my yard. It's getting pretty ugly, so uh, <laughs> right. I guess I'll mow my yard maybe in the next week or so. Hey, man, it's uh, it's all softball, like you said. We appreciate you taking the time, Jerry. Um, all the best this week. We uh, look forward to airing the games, and we'll talk to you again next Monday. All right. Thank you. Thank you. That's Rage Cajun softball coach Jerry Glasgow. We'll take a quick time.